Genesis 39, and let's look in verse 7. We know about Joseph. Joseph, the Lord had a calling on Joseph. He had a plan for Joseph. And you know he has a plan for all of us. It could be a part of a larger plan. It could be a part of a smaller plan. But nonetheless, it all leads up to God's plan. And to be a part of God's plan makes it worth it all. Whether a small part, whether a large part, it doesn't matter. Because God is the one who defines all that. No more rewards will come your way whether you do few or less. To whom much is given, much shall be required. Uh, but as he departs into the talent, the, the talents to you, uh, he requires of you just the same. So ultimately, there's no um, excuse not to do God's will. If God wants you to do some small thing, uh, praise God. You ought to do it. You ought to be uh, fervent to do it. You ought to be uh, encouraged to do it. And then as he, you're faithful in those small things, he will have you do more. But there's no, nothing better uh, than serving God. There's no greater accomplishment in your life than knowing that you're at peace with God. The hardest thing to live with is yourself, with our sin, and so forth. And as you grow in the Lord, the devil will attack you. He's not going to leave you alone. Verse 7 here of 39. Now Joseph was already betrayed by his brethren. They were jealous. They threw him down the pit and uh, sold him into slavery Potiphar bought him. Now he's a servant in Potiphar's house as a young man. In verse 7, it came to pass after these things that his master's wife, Potiphar's wife, uh, she cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said, lie with me. Verse 8, but he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold, my master, what if not what is with me in the house? And he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. Meaning, Potiphar didn't even know anymore what he had, what was going on in his own house. Joseph was so faithful and so blessed by God that Potiphar committed all things to him. Bank account, people. Joseph was just one of those guys. Very uh, fervent, fruitful Men. And because of that, more and more and more things were laid on him to be able to accomplish. And Potiphar trusted Joseph. Potiphar trusted with Joseph with everything he had. It came to pass that in verse 7, Potiphar's wife casted her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. But he refused. Let's pray. Father, I pray, Lord, you'll be with us, Lord, tonight. And I pray, Lord, that you'll still our hearts and may they be open to your will, to your way. Father, 
Lord, we're good at scheming and planning um, for us to commit our own sin, devise evil ways upon our own bed, the Bible says, that we may perform it in the morning. Lord, we're, we're, uh, we're able to do that. We're able to find the strength to do that. We're able to find the wisdom and the know-how to do wrong. But Lord, to do good, we find not. Father, it's harder. Uh, although it's easier, it becomes harder because our hearts, Lord, they want to stray from you. They want to do wrong. It wants to uh, go against you. But Lord, you are greater than our hearts. And Lord, you try the reins of our hearts. And I pray, oh God, that you'll turn our hearts to you. And Lord, especially in these last days, as sin abounds, please, Lord, allow your grace to abound greater in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Potiphar's wife here. The Bible says uh, and warns us in Proverbs not to give our strength unto women. And whatever uh, Potiphar's wife is to you, uh, know this, that the devil's going to use it against you. Uh, at one time or another, uh, it could be something uh, like alcohol or drugs or something that we all, our sinful flesh, uh, is prone to do that's against God. There's nobody in this room tonight that does not have a lust or something that drives you away from God. There's nobody in here. Uh, we all have sinful flesh. Therefore, and we're all ashamed of it. Nobody's going to just say, hey, well, this is all that I struggle with right here. Let me broadcast from my eyes like a projector everything I think and everything I want to do and everything, you know, do and watch a movie from it. No, uh, we're sick on the inside. It's called sin. It's not a disease, it's sin. It's not a, uh, something that was a result of our childhood. No, it's sin. And it's not a result of our circumstances. No, it's sin. It's sin, and that's how you have to define it. Sin is sin. And here you have Joseph. Things went wrong in his life. And I don't care... Fine, he's able to manage Potiphar's riches, but I'm sure he misses his mom. I'm sure he misses his dad. I'm sure he misses home. And nothing, and it's not even like he had all those things, it was all Potiphar's. He was just being used by Potiphar. And Joseph here in the flesh would have had an excuse to do anything he wanted. He's away from home. Uh, he's away from... Church, you could say. Nobody's going to tell him what to do as far as doing right. He's away from all that. But here, it was more than just on the outward appearance. Here you have a young man that proved what was in his heart with nobody else watching, with nobody else listening. He's away from all of his family, and it was just Joseph now. It came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. 
The devil is watching you. And he's not going to let you go easy. If you are waiting for your lust to go away, you're going to wait till you die. It's never going to go away. It'll never go away. So, well, God will deliver me from it. He makes a way out. It's called his way, his grace, and you have to take that way out. But for you to be delivered from the actual lust of your flesh, that's not going to happen till the day you die, till you see Jesus face to face. Then you will be like him, the Bible says, for you shall see him as he is. Until then, we're going to have to live in this flesh. And you're going to have to learn, and I'm going to have to learn how to manage uh, my walk with the Lord within, I'm going to call it tonight, this prison. This prison right here. The prison of our own flesh. It came to pass of these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. Here you have uh, the devil making an offer to you. And it's an offer because the devil is the tempter. And he will tempt you, and he knows mankind. He is much wiser than all of us, the devil is. Satan is more powerful than all of us. Satan uh, is more craftier in devising a plan against you. Satan will always out-tactic uh, you, outsmart you, outmaneuver you. He is the uh, prince and power of this air. He creeps in and destroys homes all around us. He creeps in and destroys uh, to the highest powers on this earth, governments, kings, the wisest. That's what Satan does. But he's got his eyes on God's men. He's got his eyes on you. The devil said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are ye? Remember in Acts with the sons of Sceva? Oh, he knew who Paul was. Why? Because Paul was starting to move for the Lord and started creating a stir. And when you stir things up for the Lord, the devil's eye sees it. And it's going to watch you. And it's going to start making offers again to your flesh. Be ready for it. It's not just you. It's not just your circumstances. It's not just your uh, way about you. No, it's the devil that wants you. Jesus told Peter, Peter, the devil has desire to sift you like wheat. And Jesus said, but I got the devil away from you. No. He said, no, but I conquered the devil. No, he didn't say that either. So I'm going to stop the devil from doing it. He didn't say that either. Jesus said, but I prayed for you. That means there's going to be times where you're just going to have to go through it. That means there's going to be times where you're going to have to continue on in the flesh, in that prison of your body, and endure such a thing. Why would God allow us and want us to do that? Or we have someone higher than the devil that prays. Is prayer powerful? It sure is. 
The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It does avail. It does overpower and overcome. We have all the time. I just seen another spell this week on the church property. Somebody trying to, but you know what? What power does any witch? I don't know. There's a witch around here. I guess so. A witch trying to do some things. And, uh, but they have no power over uh, this place. They have no power over uh, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is subject. Or the devil is subject to the Holy Spirit of God. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And one day Satan himself will bow the knee and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords and King of Kings, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The devil will bow his knee to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he shall be cast in a lake of fire which burneth forever and ever and ever, where the beast and the false prophet are, the Bible says. God forbid that uh, anyone that steps foot through these doors will go with him. They must receive Christ and get saved and receive the blood on the door of their heart. And then all that's within that house is safe, is clean, made whole by the blood of the Lamb. There was a time when things were going okay. You know, things went bad, and now I see the Lord working. And Joseph was in that path. And then Potiphar's wife, cast it, her eyes upon Joseph. And the devil's got an eye on you. And you need to be aware of it, and you need to be used to it. The devil's got a target right on your back, and he doesn't play fair. I've seen the devil attack the little children, the devil attack the wives, and then the devil will attack you. But he starts from the bottom up. He'll go after the weakest. He'll go after the, the smallest children. He'll go after uh, the weakest because he does not care about his name. He will do everything and anything uh, to get people to go to hell with him for all eternity. But if you're saved today, he will do everything to stop you. He knows that a praying Christian throws down every uh, power of hell that's coming against your house and your church and and your family, and your friends. He knows that the effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much, availeth over all the power the devil has. And not one witch uh, and her spells can overcome the blood of the Lamb, and neither can it overcome to one praying man that prays to his Savior. There's power when you pray. There's power uh, when you move forward. There's power when you stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the devil knows that. And the time you do, you're going to get a target on your back. The Bible says she casted her eyes upon Joseph. She casted her eyes on him. She said, I'm going to get him. He's mine. Verse 8, but he refused. She made him an offer. He refused. She offered to him. And the devil makes you an offer. Sometimes it was easy the first time. Maybe it was an offer. Hey, can you, can you uh, here, take this job. It's 
going to take you out of church, but take this job anyway. You'll make more money. No, I'm going to stand for the Lord on this one. Devil offers. He'll make offers to you to get to pull you away. Maybe it was an outright uh, girl that approached you, an outright uh, something that's according to your lust. It's the Bible calls it in Proverbs thirty-one, wine and women, or and we call it the dame or the dollar. It's going to be either ors. Verse nine: There is none greater in this house than I. He says, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee. Because thou art his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against Potiphar? No. Joseph didn't, wasn't concerned of, of the things that were in his hands. It wasn't his. And if you think the things that are in your hands are yours, you're not taking it anywhere when you die. There's only one that's going to stay with you in this life and then in the life to come. There's only one that can fulfill and give you the peace that passeth all understanding. And that, my friend, is not, there's nothing in this world that's worth Forfeiting the peace of God that keeps our hearts through Christ Jesus our Lord, the Bible says. To be at peace with God, knowing that your sins are gone, you got saved, and that if you mess up afterwards, you get them right with Him. And now you can move forward. From this time, I'm moving forward. From today, what happened yesterday, that's yesterday. But from today, October 19th, 2022, Wednesday night, from today, I'm moving forward. God will accept you and give you a peace and that joy that fills your soul. That, my friend, is you and God walking together again. How can walk Two walk together, the Bible says, unless they be agreed. We can't. Sin and God does not mix. But God is greater than our sin. And God is greater than our way. And God will always take us back. He said, and sin against God. I can't do this. I'm in a foreign land. I had everything taken from me. And what I have now is not mine. The house I live in, the car I drive, the money in my bank account, none of it is mine. And I'm not going to forfeit God because that's all I have. I'm not going to forfeit my walk with God because that's all I can hold on to just for you. The devil had a target on him, and he was after him. The Bible says in verse 10, and it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day, that's the second tactic of the, Bible, uh, of the devil, sorry, is to wear you down. He does. He wears you down. 
And he knows if, you can, uh, if he can continue on you, there's a better opportunity that you will take the bait. There's a better opportunity that you will fall. There's a better opportunity on his part uh, to see you destroyed. The Bible says day by day she wore on him. Day by day. She spake to Joseph day by day. But the Bible says that he hearkened not unto her. Now notice these two things. To lie by her. To lie by her, that's one. Or to be with her. That's two. You know this, the craftiness of the devil right there. This was a thought out plan that the devil came up with to get Joseph. First, he made a, and I'm saying he, the devil, the Bible says here is Potiphar's wife, through Potiphar's wife. Here, the devil had a target on his back and then made an offer to Joseph. Joseph refused. Then day by day, she started wearing them down, wearing them down. The first to lie by her. That tells me that Potiphar's wife schemed this, planned this. You know what? Joseph's not going to take this bait. He's got some integrity. And because he's got integrity, I'm, I want him more. And I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let down. I'm not going to give up. Let me take a different approach. I'm not going to say to be with me. Joseph, why don't you just sit right next to me? There's nothing wrong with that. Now, Potiphar's wife is putting or coining a new term for sin, redefining. Now, stay with me. If you've ever been extremely tempted, if you're ever fighting with your flesh for the Lord, you know the devil does this. He starts redefining your sin and making it as if it's not sin anymore. He says, you know what? I'm not going to look at this directly. I'm just going to look at maybe the beauty of her face. I'm not going to type in a whole thing. I'll type in something less. There's nothing wrong with that. And little by little, the devil tries to put something that may not be a direct offer. But says, Joseph, we're not going to do anything. I just want you to come right by my side and lie by me. Just lie by me. So we could talk. Let's talk about your God. Let's talk about your family. Oh, but it was the devil all along with a target on his back. And day by day by day, she tried to wear him down. But the Bible says he hearkened not. Hearken means he didn't listen to it. There was some integrity about Joseph. I'm not going to sin against my God. I'm not going to turn away from my God. And I'm not even going to entertain it. And I'm not going to listen to it. And I'm not going to allow it in my life. 
He didn't hearken. Joseph wasn't at home. You, you better believe he was tempted. This was a temptation of his life. But God gives us here the instructions of what Joseph went through on, and how we are to handle ourselves when that time comes. He didn't give in. Men, God calls you. The men are the stronger vessel, the Bible says. It goes from the man to the woman to the children. And as men, we are accountable before God to hand ourselves and to conduct ourselves as men of God in the ways of God. And if God has a calling on your life, which he does, some a higher calling, some a calling to something specific that God would have you do, but nonetheless, God still has called you to be a Christian, to live a Christian, and to preach the gospel out there, which is all of our calling, then devil's going to have a target on your back the second you start moving for God. You can't redefine sin. you got to call it out. Do you think Adam, given a second chance, would have taken that fruit again, seeing all the chaos that was caused by it? Do you think he would have? Do you think he would? Say, Adam, look at this. Let me ask you this. Seeing the chaos that your sin caused, did you do it again? Yeah. We fall back into the same old rut, the same old thing. You say, well, what did it, what did it cause? The very death of the peace of God in our hearts. If you're here today and you don't know about the peace of God and you don't know what it is to have peace with God, then friend, you are living an empty life. To live with God, to walk with God, to have that peace with God in your heart is everything. And you gotta live for it and you gotta keep that in your life. Keep it in your home, keep it at your work, keep it everywhere you go. Because that's the same peace that's gonna keep you. And keep your heart in these troublous times. The rich will give anything to have peace. I've been in some fancy rich homes. There's no peace in those homes. They got money. There's no peace. And the older you get, you're going to crave peace. And if you don't have peace in your home, then you have nowhere to go. But if you don't have any peace in your heart, which only God can give, then you have no life to live at all. If you have no peace in your own home and you're going to have trouble sleeping, you're going to have trouble living there, but if you have no peace in your own heart by God, then you have no life to live at all. There's only one way to have peace with God, and that's to make peace with God. Go to him. Confess your sin. Turn from your wicked ways, the Bible says. Humble yourself and turn from your wicked ways, the Bible says. And then, then he will hear from heaven and will forgive your sin and will heal this land. And then the Bible says, and then to be with her. That temptation, temptation didn't let up. 
The Bible says in verse 11, and it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she called him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. This time the devil went, did an all out attack on him. An all out attack. Seeing that this man, this young man was not giving in, that uh, the waves were battering the, sh- the, the ship day and night and she was after him. He wasn't at home med- uh, contemplating the, all the what ifs. Well, what if I really did do it? And I wonder what it would be. And all of his, uh, the Bible says, our, our vain imaginations. That's what's going to get you into most trouble. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What you imagine at home and at nighttime and and by yourself is what you eventually will become and be. If you give your mind over to perversion, you will become a pervert. If you give your mind over to uh, the things of this world and, and dreaming and lusting after everything but God, then that's what you will become. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The reason you are thinking it is because the devil himself is pulling you towards him. If Joseph was thinking those things when he went to bed about Potiphar's wife, he would have had no strength or integrity to do what he did. Joseph spent time and he knew how to answer. How could I sin against God? He didn't make excuses. You know what? It is okay. Uh, just to cuddle up and, and maybe I can talk to her a little bit. No, the Bible says he hearkened not. It wasn't in his heart. He protected himself as a man. He protected his heart. The Bible says to guard your heart uh, with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. What you allow in will interpret who you are. We must allow in only the ways of God, the word of God. And then you will be a man of honor, strong, fitted to stand for God and serve him. What you allow in your heart determines who you are, determines who you become. You say, well, how can I change? God has already changed you. He's given you a new spirit. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ now. You must live and walk in that spirit. And when you walk in his spirit, you shall not fulfill the lusts of your flesh. But it's not about changing. It's about allowing God to to continue that change in you and perfect you. And protect from the devil's attacks, continuing to beat on your shore. The Bible says he ran out. He got him out. He fled That takes some strength there. Give not thy strength unto women, the Bible says, nor the way which defileth kings. Joseph ran. He didn't hearken to it. He didn't entertain the idea. It was a sin against God. He called it out. And he would not even entertain what could possibly even lead up to it. Let me hang out at a bar. I'm not going to drink, though. He would not even possibly entertain what could lead up to it. Why? 
because he knew himself was weak. And if I'm around it, I'm going to fall. That's a strong man. I'm weak. I'm not even going to go near it. I'm weak. I'm not even going to approach it. And those who think they're strong are the ones who the devil just, welcome, come on in. And they're the ones who get destroyed immediately. The devil takes kings. The devil takes the wisest. The devil takes the strongest. Next, the Bible says that Joseph, because of this, was cast into prison. Potiphar's wife blamed Joseph. And the Bible says uh, she accused him of doing wrong. And uh, Potiphar cast Joseph into prison. In verse 20, Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison in a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. And you know, sometimes you think, uh, you know, I stand for God. And why do I feel like this, though? I didn't fall in that temptation. But why am I so empty? I'm, I'm trying to live right for the Lord. But why am I so lonely? I'm trying to do uh, what God wants me to do. Joseph was in that situation now. Joseph stood for God, and you would think, Uh, he would have been blessed more, but now he was stripped from all that he had again and now thrown in prison. And men, we live in a prison of our flesh here. And it's not going to get any easier. But let me say this. When you go through it, you get stronger. And God doesn't want anyone in here to be weak. God calls on us to be strong. And when we can find in our weakness God's grace, God's will, and call it what it is, when we see ourselves weak, that's when, in our weakness, God's strength is made perfect. Joseph, because of this, He was still accused, thrown in prison. You better believe he was empty now. You better believe he was lonely. He had no one, nothing. But God had a plan for him. Verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. God is with you. He's got a plan. And you feel that way? But the reality is God's still with you. And nobody can take away, though, the peace that's way deep down inside, even in those dark times, that God is with you and that you stood for the Lord and did right. When, if Joseph would have gave in, if Joseph would have gave in, if Joseph would have gave in to Potiphar's wife, would he have been in prison at that time? No. Maybe eventually, probably would have lost his head eventually. All these what ifs. But if Joseph would have gave in, where would Jacob go to during that time of famine? Where would the rest of his brothers that betrayed him go to? Salvation of his family. 
God's got a greater plan for you. And it was through this time and through this prison years later that Joseph rose to second to Pharaoh. Do you think Joseph would, is, would had the wisdom? Do you think Joseph had the strength to rise a second to Pharaoh at that time? No, he was young. But through that time, Joseph was strengthened. He gained wisdom and in, more integrity on top of his integrity. And God prepared him through that time. God's preparation sometimes is harsh as we feel. It's harsh to go through the fire. But when you go through, the Bible says you come out pure as gold. When you burn steel and harden it, or burn it and heat it up, it gets hardened and stronger. And that's what God does with us. That's what God did with Daniel. Daniel was thrown into the den of lions, that prison for standing for God. Uh, like Paul, thrown into the prison. Paul and Silas, and at nighttime they sang praises to God. And to, all the prisoners heard them in, in Philippi, and then the Philippian jailer got saved, and hence you have the church of the Philippians. God has an ultimate plan for you. The devil knows that, and he sets a target on you. And he's going to send your way what you know and what I know, what I'm attracted to, and what God knows about us. There's no one in here that doesn't have a lust. But men, God is stronger, and his ways are more perfect than ours. And the next time the devil comes around, you say, well, I messed up all the other times before. It is what it is. It's not okay. But God will make a good end to you. Amen. God still has a plan for you. The Bible says he has an expected end. And his ways are good. And from tonight, you can rise up and claim to walk in the foot of, feet of Christ and gain the strength and integrity you need for the purpose and goals that Christ has set for you. It's not for the faint-hearted. No position that the Lord assigns is low. We're going over in the institute in the Bible school. There was in the church, it rose up a position that they needed to take care of the widows of the church. You say, well, I can do that. It's pretty easy. Just drive them the shop right and, you know, whatever you got to do. And they said, no, these men have to be wise. These men have to be of good testimony. These men have to be of good reputation. And most of all, these men have to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. To take care of widows? Yeah. Because the devil's going to go after them. And the devil did. That's how we have the first martyr in the Bible, Stephen. As soon as Stephen was assigned as deacon, the devil tacked him right away. Serving God is not for the weak. You say, well, I'm too weak to serve God. I, you don't know what I go through. I have all these temptations. It doesn't matter what you have. You can still go through them. 
you can still bear them because God's got a plan for you on the other side. It will feel like you're thrown into prison, living in this prison of a body, of a flesh. And it gets lonely and it gets sad sometimes. But not forever. God got Joseph out. Giving into your flesh is the real prison. Because when you forfeit the peace of God in your life, that's when you have no life at all. If my house caught on fire right now, I got no home. And if the peace of God is out of my heart right now, then I got no life. Where can I go? I'll be destitute. I'll be wandering around. Oh, woe is me. Yeah, I fulfilled my sin, but after what it was finished, it robbed me of my peace that I had, that I long for and crave right now. Oh, to get it back again. Oh, to feel that I'm right with God. Oh, to feel that I'm serving God. Oh, to feel that I'm laying up in heaven treasures in heaven and not on this earth. How much more money could I obtain in this world that will make me happy? What else can I get in this world that I can enjoy without having that touch of emptiness with it? There's nothing. All is vanity, saith the preacher in Ecclesiastes. All is vanity. But to have the peace of God which passeth understanding, wow, that is all worth it. Friends, you can have the peace of God tonight. Turn your heart back to God. And the next time the devil comes your way, you remember Joseph, that young man that was robbed of everything he had, but he stood for God. When no one was watching, he stood for God. When no one was around him, he stood for God. He called sin what it was, and he lived for God. And God raised him and prepared him to the point where he was fit and ready to be the second ruler of Egypt. And later on, what was impossible through a famine, God brought together his brothers, his father, to the point where not only did God bless Joseph with a family, he blessed him with all the family that he had before and moved them right to where Joseph was. What God can do for you if you just keep pushing through for the Lord, but most of all, to get your peace back, to know that God and you are okay. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we're just men here. We have a great God, an amazing Savior. Lord, and I know our flesh it's just weak. It's riddled with sin on the, from the inside out, Lord. We have no goodness to claim but yours. For even our righteousness is as filthy rags to, in your sight. Father, we come to you right now asking to remove our sins from us. Cast them from us, O oh God, and replace it with mercy, forgiveness, and restore unto us the joy of our salvation, that joy and peace, the day we got saved, the feeling it we had inside, knowing that our sins were forgiven and that you received this sinner. Oh, what great moment that was. 
But Lord, there's times after that that we've fallen away. We fell from that grace. We fell. But Lord, we know right now you'll take us back. I pray, oh God, that you would replace it, that pain and sorrow with the peace of God again. Get us back on track, moving for you, and make us lights burning for the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to take uh, an opportunity, if you would like to come up and pray. The Bible says, or the, let's turn to um, Near the Cross, page 336. Would you ask God tonight to replace that loneliness and emptiness in your prison, the prison of your flesh. Replace it with a joy and a peace again. Near the cross, 336. Would you ask God tonight, for you as a man, to give you the strength and integrity like Joseph had, to give you enough sense to know that This is the very sin that has destroyed me before. And by the grace of God, I'm not going to do it again. You know, God will give you that grace. God will see you through it. And when he sees you through, when he sees you through, you're strengthened and the peace of God is still there in your heart. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain, free to all, a healing stream flows from Calvary's mountain. In the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever till my raptured soul shall find rest beyond the river near the cross a trembling soul Love and mercy found me. There the bright and morning star sheds its beams around me. In the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever till my raptured soul shall find rest beyond the river. Amen. Let's close in prayer. We got some food downstairs. We're going to raid the ladies' party down there and uh, take all their food like a bunch of vultures. Go down there and, uh, amen. Amen. Praying for you guys, and you pray for me as well. Lord in heaven, we thank you, Father. Uh, Lord, for the life and story of Joseph. 
Lord, I, I, uh, he, he didn't know at that time how he was going to be used by you, how great he was going to be used by you, to the point that you included him in the scriptures, the eternal scriptures. Lord, he didn't know how great he was going to be used by you, to the point, Lord, that his family would start depending on him, the ones that threw him away. They needed him later on. Father, and as we humble ourselves before you, we know as you promise in your word, you'll lift us up. Lord, I pray that we'll humble ourselves in all of our ways, that you may direct our paths. Lord, I pray that you bless the food downstairs. Thank you for all the ladies, Lord, who brought it. And thank you for this church and all the men who came. Direct their way now. In Jesus' name, amen.